welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for joining me today. If you were around for Hour 1, you you knew that was a great time. Hour 2 is going to be much the same. I'm going to be joined by Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, and this is going to be targeted a lot at dads and daughters. Uh, If you can engage the heart of your daughter uh, in conversation that are meaningful and life-giving, you are going to love that, and especially during difficult times. And Michelle's going to give us some incredible insight and wisdom and exercises and things uh, to consider and approaches to take in order to develop a, a really a beautiful and deep heart-to-heart connection with your daughter. So I know I'm going to be talking mostly to dads today, but uh, what a great topic. And uh, Michelle has written a book called Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters. Michelle, welcome. Thank you, Bill. I'm so glad to be back. You're one of my favorite people, Thank and I'm not you. just buttering up. Thank I really you. mean that. <laughs> how, does it, how does it feel writing a new last name on all your documents? It was so fun. I'm okay. getting used to this. Yeah. Now, last uh, month, you married Ken, Dr. Ken Canfield. Yes. And uh, how was it to have a wedding in the midst of COVID-19? Oh, my goodness. Okay, I cried lots of tears. I'm going to be straight <laughs> up honest. Okay. Because I got married at 60, so, you know, this was long in coming, and then to have it all planned, I felt like God just spoiled me with all these things coming together, 425 people we invited, and we were down to 25 in the whole church. Oh, wow. But you know what? Seriously, and I really mean this, like, I ended up on our honeymoon saying, I think I liked this wedding better, because Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't fussy. You know, and 25 people in there. And then we had some friends that did a wedding parade afterwards. So we had our jazz band out in the church parking lot. People came by, got to see the wedding party and watch on their phones in the car and on their screens. So it ended up being really lovely in the end. Mm -hmm. And are you still living in Portland? Yep, still living in Portland. Okay, what's it like uh, nowadays in Portland? I know there's a lot of activity going on there every night. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I know, I'm trying to be nice. Yeah, Yeah, activity. that that was <laughs> diplomatic there, <laughs> Dr. Arnold. Yes, exactly. You, Dr. Arnold. you might as well. well. It's been kind of crazy here. Uh, you know, lots of rioting. In fact, I just read something um, today about how they're burning flags and Bibles down in front of the mm. courthouse, which I didn't know that till today. But my new husband, Ken Canfield, started the National Center for Fathering. We both have such a love for fathers of daughters. But a week ago, Saturday, we went down for about two hours and just walked around where all the rioting is happening, laying hands on the fence. And what's powerful is that, I mean, it was packed with people. The darkness, you could cut it with a knife. I cannot think of where I've been in a place that literally felt that intense spiritually. And we just praised. I mean, I had my phone in my hand. We're both lifting our arms, singing God of the City, um, singing Waymaker, um, I walked down the aisle at the end to this soul version of the Hallelujah Chorus with a, you know, kind of a fun beat. I held it up, and we just marched around like Jericho. Mm. And I went back this Saturday because a, a bunch of believers, a couple hundred, did a prayer walk downtown. The whole place was cleared out. I mean, I'm like, I don't know if prayer is what moved this, and now they've moved to another part of Portland, but... The graffiti on the Justice Center, it's just really been heartbreaking. And so I think Christians are starting to band together and rise up to pray and sing and worship and ask God to show up in our city. Wow. That's what's happening. Wow. I mean, we're going to talk today about dads and daughters. Would you give our listeners a little bit of a background on you and your relationship with your dad? Sure. So like most 
dads and daughters, it's complex, right? We have, we have complex relationships. And I would say my dad has been, you know, one of the key men in my life all these years. And my dad was raised on the south side of Chicago, three different last names among the siblings. He didn't have a template for how to be a dad, you know. And yet, even though my dad and I have been close through the years, you know, being 60, before I got married, I do lots of vacations with my mom and my dad. My dad and I probably for about five years did Monday night grocery shopping at Costco and, you know, you know, really lived high on the hog eating pizza and salad at Costco, <laughs> you know. Right. That was a cheap date. But that's where we would talk. And I remember a few years ago, Bill, I haven't told you this story, but I sat with my dad and I was like, Dad, do you think we're close? And he goes, not as close as you'd like us to be. I'm like, good answer. You're right. And you know what the difference maker is, is that I wanted us talking deeper. Like I go, Dad, I don't think we're as vulnerable as I said we, but I met him, really could be. So I wrote this book, Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters really born out of a longing in my heart as a very verbal and emotional daughter of the four of us girls. I'm the oldest going, I wish we would talk more in depth about things. And so that's really where this came out of. But that conversation with my dad, he actually said, Michelle, to be honest, your words wear me out. Mm. I'm like, okay, well, it stung a little bit, but I'm glad he was honest. So I'm saying, dads, you might have a daughter that's way more verbally you know, kind of skilled and gifted than you are, and you don't always know what to say. That's why I wrote these scripts for dads. Just open the book, read them as is. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. And just watch what happens with your daughter, because when her mouth opens, her heart opens. And when her heart is open, your heart is open. So it's win-win. Mm-hmm. Michelle, I think one of the issues for men and daughters possibly could be that men feel a little less adequate when it comes to words because women have more words and they express more and that can overwhelm a guy. Absolutely. Yep. Kind of deer in headlights, right? Yeah, exactly. And dads are sometimes like, I got off a couple exits ago on the freeway and she's still going, you know? <laughs> right. Or, or I've had a lot of dads say, I wish my daughter would open up. She talks to my wife or to, you know, if they've, they're divorced, it's like she tells mom everything especially in adolescence, and I feel kind of left out, and then dad's feelings get hurt, and then they stop, you know, reaching out because they don't want to get rejected. And it's kind of a runaway train of woundedness or missing each other. And so, again, that's why I wrote this book. I'm like, Dad, I know your daughter didn't come with a playbook, but you're going to write one. So I want you to use this book with pen in hand, write down what she says, or get an adjunct book to write her answers. And daughters don't care if you do it all right. You don't have to be perfect, but just show up and be present, you know? Mm-hmm. And so today, that's why on your program, if you're cool with it, I want dads texting you questions, and I'm going to give a couple books away. I love like, that. I if love they'll that. engage, I'll, I want to sign it to them. They can tell you their name, but they got to send in some questions. Yeah, well, they can even so, call because we've, got, uh, oh, we've oh. got a call screener. So I prefer if they call because I think it oh, would perfect. take a slight bit more courage to talk to you on the phone than it would send me a text. You're right, because I remember when I was there in the studio, they texted. So, see, I was going off of old information. Yeah, so no, that's awesome. no we, have call, we have call screeners. So if you want to call and ask Michelle a question yep. uh, about connecting with your daughter and how if you uh, want to call at 877-933-2484, you'll get one of her signed books. Now, we only have a couple to give away. So you've got to jump on these calls early. 
if yeah, you want to we'll get in on that part. Yeah, we'll out of that group of those that call. Yeah. We'll do a drawing later. And really, I've had questions today on social media all day. I've just been doing interviews and talking to people and, you know, interfacing with questions. And I've seen that a number of moms have written saying, does this work for us? Maybe if dad isn't in the picture. Absolutely. Moms can use this book, too, to engage their daughters in conversation. Mm-hmm. Michelle, are, are there roles that are designated for mom and dad? So this is why the daughter might be more uh, willing to open up to mom, because mom's going to be more uh, sensitive and emotional and feelings, and dad might be the more of the law enforcer and the hard, stoic guy that's going to, um, you know, mm-hmm. just play the different role in the relationship. Yep. You know, I, the other thing I would add to that, because I can't, I mean, that was a perfect way to say it, Bill, but is that a lot of times dads are kind of, their attention span is a bit shorter. They're like, that's a lot of words, which we just talked about. But I think their emotional bandwidth oftentimes tends to be shorter, too. They want to be problem solvers. Yes. So when their daughter doesn't get to the point or she's just taking way too long to say what she needs or a dad wants to fix it, and she's not, she's not even close to being fixed because she's bleeding at the heart level because her friend rejected her or that guy said something mean or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And so for dads to be able to hang in there longer, sometimes that's a bit more of a challenge. And so, yep, dads just if, – if all you do is hear this one section of the interview today, just maybe put it in your, your grid of asking God to help you stay longer with the conversation till your daughter's done, not till you're done. Maybe add one minute each time. Okay, I listened for 4.5 minutes. <laughs> Today I'm going to try to go for 5.5, mm-hmm. you know. Just incrementally grow your, your bandwidth to be able to stay in the conversation till she's done, not yourself. Yeah. And Michelle, talk about how unbelievably important it is to gain um, your and gain and engage your daughter's heart. I mean, this is a major deal. It's a major deal. Yeah. Because really, I think... You know, if you think about in life, how do you gain a skill set in anything? You know, it's it's that you have to practice, yeah. you have to show up, you have to build strength. I think I loved Bill. You and I have talked before about going to the gym and kind of building your your skill set with weight. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh yeah. And it's like even here, it's like how do you gain a skill set for engaging your daughter's heart? Or let's put it this way. If it's really true that men are from Mars and women are from Venus, it's like going to language school. Like you, Dad, are learning a totally different language than you speak on Mars. Because a lot of times on Mars, it's real short sentences. It's grunts, it's groans, it's, yep, you know, how was your day? Fine. Great. That was good for me. And we're like, that's our non-answer answer on Venus. We didn't even tell you anything. We're wanting you to draw us out, men. What about your day was fine? Like, ask us a question to follow up with that, and that shows us that you're interested because you want to listen longer because you asked questions that kept drawing us out. So that's really the premise of this book, 60 scripts to open up conversations, to engage in activities with your girls. All right. All right, I have a caller here for you, Michelle. Uh, Tammy's calling in from Grantsburg. Hello, Tammy, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. You have a question for Michelle? I do. I am um, 49, so I'm an adult daughter, but my dad and I both came to love the Lord on separate paths, and now we do. But um, I'm wondering if there's anything we can do to strengthen our relationship in Christ together. Is your so how old's your dad? He's uh, seventy-two. 
See, I love that you're asking this question. A 49-year-old daughter and a 72-year-old dad, can we just underline that you still want a closer relationship with your dad at almost 50 years old? Like, we're never too old, are we? No, we always want that. Relationship. So some dads with estranged daughters might think, she doesn't even think about me. She probably doesn't want a relationship with me. She's married. She's older. It isn't true, is it? We no, not at all. Want. No. Yep. No. We want to be closer to our dads. And I think even your question, dads listening needed to even just hear you ask that. So thank you. Because you're saying, what can we do to strengthen our relationships spiritually and in other ways? I mean, even in my book, you might want to get it for your dad and say, here, can we go on a dad-daughter date and hand him the book, open up to the page and go, here's the questions, dad, I would love you to ask me about my spiritual walk with the Lord, where I'm at. Because the more he can hear where you're at, right, the more he'll know yeah. how to support you. And I think, you know, he, you may even want to have an idea of, dad, what if once a week we each chose, I've done this with a woman that I mentored, but I could think of this for a dad and a daughter, but maybe it'll be with your initiation. But what if you said, Dad, could we each memorize one verse a week? And I'll pick it one week, the verse, and then the next week you can pick the verse. So we both learn just one verse a week, and then we tell each other why that verse had meaning to us. So over the course of the year, you're learning 52 verses, but it goes back and forth. So one of you isn't dominating, but then you share what that verse means to either of you. How does that sound like for a practical action that step? That sounds wonderful, wonderful, and something that both he and I would be interested in at this point. Nice. I, it, that sounds like a really good idea. Right. Thank you. Well, thanks for calling. Great to hear from you. Yes, you bet. Yeah, thanks, Tammy. You. Thanks for listening, and thanks yep. for the great call. Yes, thank you. All right, we'll take a little break. Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield is my guest. Her new book is out. It's called Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters. We'll be right back. with Dr. Michelle Can- uh, Watson-Canfield. Still using the Watson, which is good. <laughs> I'm getting used to it, too, so we're in that boat together. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about listening, how important it is for uh, listening to your daughter, if you're a dad. Well, the bottom line is that whenever we listen to someone, we affirm them, right? Because we don't give our time to listen to something that doesn't matter to us or someone that doesn't matter to us. So, Dad, never underestimate the power of listening. And this is kind of kitschy, but we have two ears and one mouth. So it sort of seems obvious that God maybe wants us to listen twice as much as we talk anyway. So really, this book could probably have been called, you know, not just let's talk, like let's talk and listen. Because so much of of the gift that you give, Dad, to your daughter is to listen to what is on her heart It could be her fears. It could be her dreams. It could just be random questions. But when you give her your ear, you affirm her, and it helps build her Mm self-confidence. Your book says, the truth is, when a woman is listened to, she stands upright with greater self-confidence. And if the one listening to her is her father, 
the power of this reality increases exponentially. You mm-hmm. see, a subtleness takes hold in the depths of a woman's being when she knows she doesn't have to shout above all the noise just to be heard. There you go. That's yep. powerful. Yep, there you go. Yep. Well, when Dad says, you matter, you know, whether you are crying and tears are coming down your cheeks, because sometimes that's how we're talking, too, is mm-hmm. with our emotions without words. And the more a dad can dial in and listen and invest and get close enough to his daughter to hear what's going on in her heart, the more they will strengthen their bond and the healthier she will be. Mm -hmm. But Michelle, what if the daughter is is saying some crazy things and the dad wants to get her back in a place of of common sense and and biblical uh, straightforwardness? And obviously you've got to be tough, but this listening part is probably challenging for most men. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, think about it this way, Dad. Like, think of a, a cup of water. And if it's already full to the top, it doesn't matter how much more you want to pour in. It can't hold anymore. So it's like if your daughter is full up with distress from her day, a lot of times for us as girls, it's relational distress that fills our cup the most. And for me, too, it, a lot of times is I get too much on my plate and I maybe overcommitted, and I'm like, oh, it's too many things. Or like last week, my refrigerator went on the fritz on a really hot day. It's like it seems like things always come when there's no time to deal with it, right? And if a dad is just saying, okay, you need to just chill out, my dad oftentimes would say to me, Michelle, you just need to lighten up. I'm like, that isn't helping me lighten up. That's, <laughs> that's making it worse, Dad. I would literally bite his head off. This is not even that long ago. I'm like, Dad, that's not helpful. But if he could get me laughing, like sometimes that's a gift you give your daughter. It's just to get her laughing about something. That helps her lighten up. But, Dad, when your daughter, like you just said, Bill, what if she's like talking crazy? Mm -hmm. You can help distract her with laughter sometimes. Sometimes that will bomb because she'll be like, why are you making light of my pain? Mm -hmm. But it's like if she's already filled up and you're trying to tell her what to do to fix it, she can't take that in. It's too much. She's got to drain the cup through crying, through talking, maybe go on a walk with her. That may help just kind of process things in her body. Then she'll have room to hear what you have to say. Or why don't you even ask her? Here's a brilliant question, Dad. I learned this from dads in the groups that I lead. They'll ask her, is this a time where you just want me to listen, or would you like to hear what I have to say? Interesting. What a great thing to say. Yeah, that's a great thing to say. Just ask her. Because, Michelle, you do say, and of course this is universal, timing is everything. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. So how do you invite your your daughter into a process where she's going to participate and she's going to not think dad is weird? Like, Dad, what are you trying on me here? What technique are, are, you, are you trying on me right now? Well, Dad, tell her <laughs> you're doing something from the book. Like, don't try to fake it and uh, okay. pass it off as that your makes, own. That Just makes be sense. vulnerable, be real, be authentic. Go, hey, I'm trying this thing that, you know, Dr. Michelle said in her book would work. And I've even said to dads, take the book with you on your dad-daughter date. Because I've had daughters say, oh, my goodness, my dad was so hilarious. Like, he didn't even know what he was doing. And they'll tell me that, not dad, but they're like, it was so sweet. Like he was writing down things that I was saying in the book. I'm telling you, dad, it goes a long way when we're sitting there seeing that you're writing down what we say so you can remember it in order to connect with our hearts. 
that is a gift that goes in forever. I guarantee you she will be my age, 60 years old, saying, I remember, Dad, when I was a teenager, and you took me out, and you cared so much about what I said that you wrote it down. I'm telling you. Wow. The forever deposit there. Wow. Okay, so uh, they've got a dad, a, a dialed-in dad checklist in the book. And yep. I thought this is really interesting because the question is like, I feel like I know what's happening in her life. And you can circle frequently, occasionally, or never. Um, yep. I tell her my thoughts or fears about the decision, decisions she's making gently, frequently, occasionally, never. I mean, this is a great thing for dads to do. Yeah, gently it, being an operative word on that sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. So on that dialed-in dad checklist, you as a dad can go through these questions. It's like, do you know what music she's listening to? Do you know the names of her friends? How much do you know about her world, you know? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, there's a self-score, so you can see your, where you rate on being a dialed-in dad kind of on a continuum. But you know what I've had some dads in the ABBA project do? They've handed that checklist to their daughters and said, will you fill this mm, out on how well you think I'm doing as a dad to you? Different daughters might score it different so that you can compare your scores. That's a courageous thing to do. That is really interesting. Okay, Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield is my guest. Her book is Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters. And believe it or not, I've got uh, a couple of copies that I can give away. But what you have to do is you have to call and ask a question. Um, mm-hmm. Not putting pressure on you because we have a lot of great talkers and a lot of great thinkers in the show. And if you're a, a dad and, and the first caller was uh, a mom, so this is great because um, she wants to have a deeper relationship with her dad. So it's not just dads, but uh, we'd love to hear from dads. And you can call at 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. And uh, it, the book is, uh, it's a it's a, got great tools. It'll give you great ideas. It will give you things to say. And it'll, uh, it will really help you connect to your daughter's heart, and maybe in a way that's never happened before. And that is worth the price of admission. I already got a caller coming in. So we'll take a little break. When we come back, I'll have lots more with uh, Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. Again, her book is Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters. Be right back. to Afternoons with Bill Arnold, that we want to hear from you. We'd love to know what you think about the show. Well, most of us do. Bill says this week he's only accepting five-star reviews. Either way, you can take the official Afternoons with Bill Arnold listener survey. It just takes a couple of minutes and you get a chance to win an Amazon gift card. Text the word survey to 877-933-2484. Find it online at myfaithradio.com slash survey.
right, we are back with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. Her book is Let's Talk, Conversation Stars for Dads and Daughters. We've got a couple callers on the line. Joseph is calling in from Mankato. Joseph, welcome to the program. Yes, hi. Hi. Um, my, hi. Um, this is exciting. I, I have two <laughs> daughters. They're, they're 21 and 24. Love them dearly. Uh, and my question is, how do you share... Uh, your concern about walking with the Lord uh, without controlling the conversation, you know, uh, you know, you have a heart for for your children, and and the world has such a huge impression on uh, the way they're living their lives, and and I like to spend time with them, but my heart often jumps to the importance of you know walking with Christ. So how do you how do you enjoy that time with them without being overbearing uh, for the concern of their walk with the Lord? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a great question. I mean, really, you've asked the question that matters more than any, right? Is because we're eternal beings. It's like what's happening in their spirit, right, in their spiritual life. So just the fact that you're a dad who's asked this question, I already applaud you for being a dad who's so invested in your daughter's spiritual life. I just want to say that off the top. So have, have you had conversations with your daughters about where they're at because spiritually? Because we know where they were six months ago may be different than now where they'll be six months from now, that's open-ended without any force or judgment? Or it, has that been a little bit of a challenging conversation? I've had those, I've had those questions with them, and, and we can actually talk about it without getting upset. It's just that I believe they've followed uh, their mother and I, in the body of Christ, and I believe, you know, there may have been some pain, you know, or things that has hurt them. Yeah. And being that they grew up in the church, they equated the Lord with how they felt. And so when they accrued yeah. pain, they decided that's not for me. But yeah. I, I'm hoping that they just they were following us, but they still need to choose for themselves. Absolutely. How old are they now? Twenty-one and twenty-four. Okay, so they're they're right in that age range that statistics show that something like 85% of kids raised in the church after 18 fall away, which, again, underscores that, right. like you just said, it hasn't become their own because they have to push back just yeah. like we did it, when we were their age in different yeah. ways, right? And so I think the True. more you can keep listening, there's the key, Right to what they're frustrated about without defending the church or defending anyone and letting them sit in their real raw emotion. Because what I find in my walking alongside 20-somethings is they have really legitimate points that have frustrated them, angered them. Hypocrisy is always the one, right, that that people will say. And so I think validating their point, like – even adding to it, saying here's – I think the more you can be vulnerable, here's either at your age where I struggled, here's questions I still have now about the Word, about God, 
about the church, about these leaders. And I think right now social justice is such a hot topic, especially with 20-somethings. And that wasn't as big of a thing when we were their age, right? And so a lot of them say, why is the church not addressing these issues? And then they don't want to talk to parents because they say, They don't even care about these issues. So I think we are given a gift with our kids in being able to wrestle with really complex topics that maybe don't have a Bible verse that, you know, that can be answering that question. And so even in my book, like I have questions about a spiritual relationship, and I don't know if that would help you, but where maybe you could open up some dialogue different than you have before. And then if your daughter doesn't like the question, you can go, Dr. Michelle came up with that one. That was a lame one. Let's go on to the next one. But you could say, hey, a woman wrote this. Could we maybe see if this will open up the conversation different? And then you're, you're not on the hot seat. I am. I love it. <laughs> but keep it going, I, I like, Dad. Way I to like, go. I like the redirection. I, I, could, I could try that for sure. Yeah, and just keep letting them feel all their emotions. You don't need to even wrap it up with giving them best input every time. You just get yeah. to sit in it being open-ended. With, I think you're going to give them a gift by, by not always having to speak to it. Because remember, more is caught than taught. You've modeled things to your girls. And as they wrestle it out, that's going to speak volumes in the end, even through this process of wrestling out their faith. Thank you, Joseph, so much for coming on the Thank program. You, that was a fantastic question. I know that resonated with a lot mm-hmm. of people. You kind of hit it out of the park on that one. So yeah, nice definitely. Job. Yeah. All right, we've got another caller. Don is calling in from St. Paul. I cannot wait to uh, have Michelle hear Don's question. It's a great one. Don, welcome. Uh, thank you, and I appreciate the insights. I've already been heard from your guest as well as Bill. Uh, in a nutshell, a father of three daughters, a wonderful wife, wonderful family, uh, adult daughters, you know, there's always sibling rivalry, and my my our challenge, my challenge is uh, how do we how do we buffer sibling rivalry? We know it's natural because it happened when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that being said, is there a good way? And I really uh, I'm curious on your answer, and then I've got another simple question after that as well. <laughs> I love it. Another simple question. I'm just putting you on the on the deep end. What's interesting is that I actually have a section. One of the, I have 60 questions in my book, you know, and one of them is actually on sibling rivalry. Like I think of all the ones I cut out, but because, like you said, it was there when you were a kid, and it's there now. So. Again, not that there's a simple answer, but that's why I have questions on that, because I think the more that a dad can look through the eyes of every one of his kids through the lens of their birth order position, the more he allies with them. Because I'm an oldest daughter of four. I often would say, why do I have to be the guinea pig? Why do I have to have the hardest (laughs) rules set for me? And by number four, oh, my goodness. She got away with everything. <laughs> and, and so if my dad just defends his position about why it's different, that doesn't validate me as a firstborn. And then that can create rivalry because I'm now taking it out on my youngest sister who has it so easy. So I think the more as a dad you can listen to each one of your kids without defending why it's different, just validate back. I can understand that wouldn't feel fair. Or 
wow, help me understand how that doesn't seem fair to you. That's the masterpiece is asking questions and then validating each one of your kids' position because you don't have to make it right. They feel what they feel, right? I mean, what do you think that would be like? Maybe you've already done that and it hasn't felt like enough. Talk to me. Right. Excellent. All right, you have one other little question for us. Uh, The the other caveat to the question is, how do we, uh, you know, as a couple, you know, keep mom and dad happy, husband and wife, we want to keep everybody so that there's not this, you know, three-level competition, and there isn't. I'm just trying to, you know, know, stay on the straight and narrow so not everybody's on a tightrope. And how old are your kids? Uh, Adults, 30, 26, and 24 Oh, wow. So, I mean, look at the question you're asking. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that say, yeah, this isn't a question you're asking about siblings that are like 8, 10, and 12. These are adult kids that are still, is that what you're saying? They're still living with rivalry, even Uh, into adulthood. To a small degree, you know, know, it's simple. It's, uh, It's like you get together for a birthday or something like that, and it's like, uh, the different you people feel take different in, different interests, and it's like it isn't the competition. It's like we're grateful to be together, uh, and, and that's what it, that's what the gathering is meant to be. And mm-hmm. it, 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 it's just bringing it out and listening to each other. It's not always the, the parent listening to the child; it's the child listening to the child. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I springboarding on that. I even can think as I'm, you know, I have a, I'm a licensed professional counselor, so that's that's also what I do. And I can think of a family right now where adult siblings won't all meet at the same time at the parents' house because some of them have a problem with how the parents treat that other one. So you're right, this does continue into adulthood. But I wonder if Don, um, you know, obviously the fact that you took the initiative to make this call. And, and ask the question already, to me, sets you apart as a leader, as a husband, as a father, because you're asking the question. And that's why in my book, the five sections all say, like, lead her to laugh, lead her to love, lead her to look, lead her to lament and grieve, lead her to listen. Because I wonder if you, the whole lead her to dot, dot, dot piece what would it look like if you were to ever maybe send out an email, meaning they can write longer responses than in a text, and came up with a few key questions to survey your kids and their spouses? Well, maybe just your kids' spouses could weigh in if you want, but saying like zero to ten, how, how close do you think we are as a family, you know, or whatever, and then asking each one, what do you think needs to happen to bring healing in our family? between siblings and like number three, what could I do as a dad to help affirm you more and make you feel valued in our family? But you could send out some questions and you could lead the conversation separate from each other. It's confidential. But then I wonder like maybe asking what would it be like to then meet together as a family and you could read the question. It could be anonymous. They wouldn't have to know who said it. But opening up a conversation with you at the helm saying, you guys, what are we not talking about that's not allowing us to bond? Because we've got to get some stuff out in the open. And you could even use the questions that I have on sibling rivalry in my book. You could ask them those questions if you don't know what to ask. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, that's that great insights, and uh, I will certainly you know, take that 
insight and uh, and share it with the family, and, and we'll continue to grow stronger and uh, and succeed longer. I love it. Thank yeah. you. And, Don, okay. thanks for calling. Just the, by the fact you called, you're in the drawing to get one of Michelle's books. So if you're a winner, you'll get a signed book from Michelle. How nice, how nice will that be? Yeah, awesome. That'd be great. All right, let's talk about when a daughter is struggling maybe uh, with uh, her own um, self-image, and, you know, that's got to break a dad's heart a thousand times over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had so many dads in the ABBA project that I lead that have never talked about self-esteem with their daughter. So they'll assume she's fine. And I can think of even one dad named Dan where his two teenage daughters, 16 and 19, were flipped once he actually asked them questions about their self-esteem. He said, I thought the oldest had a a greater, more secure self-esteem, but when he asked them zero to 10, like right now, where would you put your self-esteem, 10 being the greatest, zero being, and where would you put it a year ago? So you kind of have a contrast. He said it was flipped. The younger had greater self-esteem than the older, and he said, I would have never known that had I not asked them the questions. Wow. So that's why, again, I'm, I'm really wanting to equip dads to lead because that's where their daughters need dads more invested. And I really want to be in the background going, just say it like this, and I think you're going to open up a different conversation, and it's going to strengthen your dad-daughter bond. Mm-hmm. Michelle, I'm going to take a little break. When I come back, I want to ask you about uh, when dads have to talk to their daughters about uh, substance abuse, drugs, alcohol. Uh, mm-hmm. or maybe some other uh, subjects r- relating to sexual purity. Uh, I know those can be very, very difficult, emotionally filled conversations. Dr. Yep. Michelle Watson-Canfield is my guest. Her book is Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters. Be right back. Michelle Watson-Canfield. She's written a book called Let's Talk, Conversation Stars for Dads and Daughters. And right before the break, Michelle, I was wondering about these very difficult subjects when it comes to uh, drug use, alcohol, or the sex talk. And dad wants to be involved and dad wants to be authoritative and, and loving and kind and also wants to draw a line in the sand and say, knock, knock it off. Exactly. There's the key. It's like dad just want to say, can we just get to the solution? <laughs> right. I don't want to do the process. Right. And every dad is going to say, I don't want to know some of this stuff. You know, and I think that's the thing is sometimes dads just get involved in work or in their hobbies and say, you know what, she's going to have to figure some of this out on her own. And I say, no, 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 no. Go through the process with her because it's going to expand your skill set as well in the process, right? Mm-hmm. So some of those tougher conversations are what are absolutely necessary because the research confirms that when a daughter feels connected to her dad, it's a feeling of connection. It's not just saying we're connected, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because we share the same last name. It means that you're talking. That's the thing. And so if a daughter feels connected to her dad, she's going to get better grades in school, more likely to finish high school and attend college, healthier weight, less body dissatisfaction, less depression and anxiety, less suicide attempts, delays having sexual activity. Come on now. Who would have thought contraceptives had anything to do with dad? 
involvement with dad, father closeness. Oh, yeah. More pro-social empathy. I mean, how's that for one we need right now? It all ties to a relationship with a dad. And so, dad, you might want to be the heavy to go, don't have sex before you get married or don't drink and drive and all those don'ts and don't. And I've had, I've read one study where kids said, why do, this is teenagers saying, why do our parents tell us everything to say no to, but no one's telling us what to say yes to? So I'm like, Dad, volunteer with mm, her. Good point. Ask her, what are 10 outrageous things you wish you had the nerve to do? Ask her that. What are 10 outrageous things you wish you had the nerve to do? I did that years ago and put down, write a book. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now I'm on number two. That's fantastic. And then, Dad, use that as your prayer list for her. Yeah. And then do them with her. Yeah. Fund them. Yeah. I wanna... That's how you get her steered in the right direction. I want to throw this out to listeners. I'd be curious if you could send me a text and tell me the three words you would use to describe your relationship with your father mm-hmm. or the relationship you had with your father. I got a nice note from a listener. Thank you so much for the program today, Bill. We've always been behind our kids in the Lord and seeing where they are today is so exciting. I was prompted to call my daughter and left her a message telling her, how much she is appreciated and how proud I am of her and love how she and her husband are seeking the Lord in their lives, seeking the Lord's will. Thank you for the guest today and the encouragement to love on our daughters. Oh, you know what I love about that is that sometimes the best way a dad can steer his daughter away from that direction over to this one for the Lord is affirm what you see her doing right rather than always addressing where you see her off course. And that dad did just that. That was phenomenal. Kudos to that dad. Yeah, that was a good, that was a really beautiful, I mean, I almost choked up reading it. It's just so no tender. No kidding. It's so tender. That daughter is blessed to have a dad like that. Mm-hmm. So how do you uh, walk a daughter through obvious, obvious heartbreaks, uh, a relationship that breaks their heart, um, Um, something that just they're disappointed that didn't happen in their life or, Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you walk through that with them? Well, I think the key thing, yeah, go ahead. What's your question? Yeah. I mean, how do you help them lament as a dad? Yeah, there you go. You know, what's interesting that you say that is my new husband, Ken Canfield, he actually just said two weeks ago to me, I think that's your most significant chapter in the whole book. Mm. He said, I don't, I don't think a lot of dads want to lament with their daughters. They just want them to move on and be okay because then dad feels better. Because my dad oftentimes has a really hard time seeing me in distress. He wants to fix it and make it better. But if a dad can wipe his daughter's tears, can be close enough to her tears to see them, to hold them. I mean, God says he holds our tears in a bottle. Dad, there's your model. Mm -hmm. Are you holding your daughter's tears in a bottle? Because... That's how you bond with her in her heartache and her trauma. It's the strongest bond that two people can have. And so when a dad gets close enough to her tears to not only see them, but hear the words that go with them, if there are words, and to wipe them, hand her a hanky, their chivalry, right, in motion, is not only do you forever create a bond between you, but you get to hear the entirety of what's breaking her heart. Don't stop her short and just say, Okay, you know, she said two sentences, and he goes, do you want to go get a Starbucks? Mm. You know, like, let's just go to the solution. Sit with her in her pain till she's done talking. And that's why in that lead her to lament section, if a dad's like, I don't even know what to say, 
That's why I put the words in scripts so that dads have a bit of a template to ask yet another question and then another question so she can keep talking because that's when I think about how many times I've had something's made me sad, a friend turned on me or a boy hurt my heart or I got fired. I've been fired from a couple jobs back in the day. You know, just a mess about that is the more my dad could ask questions, what I find is by the end I've processed it out. And then I feel better and go, can we go get a Starbucks? You know, <laughs> so dad, stay in there till she's feeling better, not till you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's how you're going to be a dialed in dad. Mm-hmm. Michelle, what if there has been infidelity in the in the relationship of their her parents or there's been a divorce and the daughter has been really di- um, discouraged, heartbroken, angry? Uh, mm-hmm. How does how is there repair? How do you go about that? Well, as you can see in the book, I have that section, those sections for chapters of the 60 scripts. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't pull any punches with this. This is some really heavy stuff, which is really good. Right. Same sex attraction and vaping and a lot of these kinds of issues. Yeah. Cutting. Adopted. Yeah. Yep. Things that dads might say, you know, I'm just going to, I don't want to open that can of worms up. I'm like, hey, dads, if the can of worms are in there. You don't want them to rot. you got to open it, just like with the fridge. If you got something in the back, you can't ignore it or it gets worse. Mm-hmm. So getting it cleaned out earlier is better. You know. So back to your question is, what do you do with some of these deeper conversations that dads want to avoid? I mean, which one do you think I should focus on with the time we have left? Well, I don't know. They're all so good, so I can't really pick one. But I do in our time left. I want to ask you uh, about time because let's not pretend we're going to have dad forever um, mm-hmm. If you are an, an older adult uh, and dad is getting older um, and, and possibly that we need to um, just be so aware of talking and having conversation. And, and maybe there's older dads listening today that say, I've got to call my 53-year-old daughter and mm-hmm. talk to her today and tell her, I want to hear about your day, honey. Just mm-hmm. tell me what you went through. And I, you know, there's, it would just, it would open a daughter's heart, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I would say, Dad, you know, sometimes people ask me, like, what's one thing you would tell dads to do? And I'm like, well, welcome to Venus. It's two sides of the same coin. (laughs) One is every day invest in her heart in some way. Every single day pursue her heart, meaning emotional space where she feels connection, not just to her head information, is every day make a deposit. It may be a text just saying, you know, I don't think I tell you enough how proud I am of you or how much I love you or is there anything I could do this week? to pray for you differently mm-hmm. or, you know, something to reach out every single day in action, in word. But then the flip side of that is if you've made, you know, if you've made mistakes and you've bombed, the bridge is bombed out between you, make amends today. Ask, what do you need to tell me that I haven't heard? You know, write it out if you don't feel safe getting together with me, because that's a lot of times it's too scary for a daughter to say what the hurt has been. Ask her to write it out and send it in a letter or an email or over the phone Mm -hmm. if she doesn't want to get together in person. And, Dad, don't be defensive. So the two sides of the same coin about investing today are pursue her heart every day, make a deposit, and then on the other side, make amends if you need to. Mm -hmm. Make a deposit, make amends. Yeah, here's another listener, Michelle. Hey, Bill, as an anonymous listener and a parent of three adult children who are all married and have families of their own, one thing that has really helped us avoid sibling rivalry is to stop keeping a tally, meaning everyone in the family has to be encouraged to stop keeping a tally in the family. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's well said. 
And that's what we do, though. It's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Right? Going, wait, you, like sometimes it might be, wait, you helped that one with a down payment for a house? Right. Why aren't you helping us? Right. Like it gets bigger. Well, that's really hard not to tally that oh, yeah. and say you love that one more. Mm-hmm. So I think parents, a way to practically help your kids not do the tally, because I think that's great advice, but sometimes, you know, I speak for, you know, maybe our family or people that I know, it's, it's easier said than done, is you've got to go to the other ones and say, how does that feel to you to know we did that? Because word gets around among siblings of what doesn't feel fair. And it doesn't mean a parent can make it right. They might not have another 20000 to give over here. Right, right. They may say, because that one was single, that was our investment. But maybe saying, is there something we could do so that you know that you matter to us? Mm-hmm. Let them talk back and say, what, what would be a deposit relationally? Well, we want you to take us to the Caribbean and buy all four... Well, we don't have enough resources. Right. Could, we, could we pair that down a little bit? Yeah. But get um, the conversation going. Yeah, Michelle, been so fun. Thank you so much for coming on the program and being such a, a great guest. Michelle Watson-Canfield has been my guest. Let's talk conversation starters for dads and daughters. Michelle, have a great rest of your, of your night. Hey, you too, Bill. Always great to be with Thanks you. Thanks so much. That wraps up our show for the day. Thanks to all my guests who have just really made this a wonderful show. I hope you've had a great time listening today, and I hope you've learned a lot. I know I have, and I always love that about coming to work. Have a great day. I will see you tomorrow. God bless.